I want the fairy tale. I want the Prince Charming. She... <laughs> How do I put this? Isn't a fan of my kissing style. So we were boyfriend and girlfriend for about 12 hours. He's in a trash bin. He's non-recyclable. Catch you never. I love being in love. I love love. On today's episode of Where's Your Head At, we are talking about our very first loves. We will be discussing how we knew we had found love or felt love and how it felt to break up. Stay tuned to hear who we consider to be our very first loves. Where's Your Head At is a podcast that talks all things relationships, breakups, reality TV, trending shows, and everything in between. This is your new go-to destination for laughs, gossip, intimate details, advice, and much more. Hello, Matt. Yes, Anna. How are you today? What's been going on? I'm really excited because Matt and I (laughs) have the most scandalous story that we can finally tell you. We've been sitting on this literally since the start of our podcast launch. I'm quite nervous. (laughs) I've got my... I'm looking around. I don't know if we could be telling this story, but let's do it anyway. Hell with it. Fuck it. This is a lot of tea all in one. So pre-meeting Michael... I hooked up with this guy one night. He was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I told Matt's ex-girlfriend at the time that I had hooked up with him. That's it. That's all I'm giving you. Now, over to Matt. <laughs> all right. So, I'll set the scene. I'm picking Anna up. We're coming into the studio to record another episode of Where's Your Head At? Mm-hmm. And I go, you know what? I need a caffeine here. The three coffees I've already had today are not hitting the spot. <laughs> I need another one. So... Anna lives close or on the same street as that ex that she just spoke about, my most recent ex. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that coffee shop. I know it's a good one. They've made me good coffees for like the whole of a year for me. I'm going to go there. And Anna's like, but there's a chance that she might be there. And I'm like, you know what? 50-50 chance. (laughs) If she's walking the tan, she goes to another one. If she's walking Albert Park, she goes to this one. And what are the chances that our schedules and the timing is going to align so, Matt decided to roll the dice <laughs> roll and... The di- and I walk in, everything's fine. <laughs> and then I heard that infamous laugh and I swear to God, the fucking hairs on the back of my neck stood up. I'm like, you've done this to yourself, Matty boy. You may as well just pay the piper. You've done it to yourself. So, I say, hey, how you been? We get chatting, nothing on tour, just little chats here and there. And then she's saying how we are, what's been going on. Just, you know, civil, which I was surprised about. That's good. Yeah, always good. I'm a civil person. She'd gone on to tell me that she'd seen someone and he was a lawyer. My ears perked up and I was like, a lawyer, you say? I'd known that Anna had hooked up with a lawyer like over a year ago. So, I was like, is it the same guy that Anna hooked up with? And she said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, fair enough. Okay, I guess that's, you know, something out of my business anymore. I don't give a fuck who you're kissing. You know what I mean? It's not my problem. And then she said, Interestingly, I actually asked him to write a cease and desist mm. against your podcast. And I was like, what? What? Why would you do that? And then she was like, oh, you just mentioned me by name a couple of times. And I was like, yeah, but it was nothing bad. Like, I was just telling my side of what happened and all this sort of stuff. And mm. she said, yeah, it was actually the infertility episode that um, pissed her off the most. And I was like, that was had nothing to do with you. That was about my infertility all we laughed about it. We went our own ways. And then I went back to the car and I told you all about it. And we just had a laugh and we're like, yeah, well, you know. It is what it, it is. It is what it is. Unpredictable. Who knows? 
Then I, that same week, went out to Bar Bambi with my girlfriends and this guy, this lawyer, just happened to be there, which was very weird timing because I haven't seen him probably since the night I hooked up with him. So over a year ago. And then I had just found out that information that Matt's ex had been dating him for six months officially. Yeah. And that he had written our podcast to cease and desist. So, of course, me being me, I was like, I want to ask this guy about this. Like, I'm shocked that he would do this because we got along really well. So, anyway, he actually sent a round of drinks over to our table. Oh, what were they? <laughs> um, just some cocktails nice. to the girls and me, which I immediately messaged Michael and was like, there's a boy sending me cocktails and I did kiss him one night. <laughs> nice, honest. Did you take his cocktail? Well, I mean, I didn't want to, like, stop the other girls from getting free drinks. I just obliged. (laughs) But anyway, he actually then came and sat down at our table and was like, do you want to come and join? you don't take the drink. (laughs) So, he was like, do you want to come join us at, like, a bigger booth that he had? And I was like, no, we'll be okay. But interestingly, I did hear that you dated Matt's ex. And he was like, oh, oh, very short period of time, like not very long. And I was like, I also heard that you wrote my podcast to cease and desist. And he was like, how do you know that? And I was like, because Matt's ex told him and then Matt told me. (laughs) And he, like, I'm not even kidding. I wish I could have made this up. Like, you couldn't even write this shit. He then said to me, well, you didn't reply back to my text message. So when she asked me to write it up, of course I was going to write it up. And I was like, so basically I ghosted you. So now I'm being punished with a cease and desist. I mean, yeah, I was just kind of wondering, like, what is the ethics of that? Like, is that ethical? I don't know. Where's your head at, fam? Let me know. <laughs> Look, is this a warning for everyone? Be careful who you ghost. Be careful who you date. <laughs> Definitely don't yeah. ghost a lawyer because yeah. you could have some legal documents coming your way. <laughs> and on that note, let's jump into today's episode. Okay, Anna, we're talking today about first loves. Yeah. Mm, could be a sad or could be a happy topic, really. <laughs> Depends what way people are coming from. Tell me a little bit about your first love. Okay, so I was fresh 18. He was fresh 18. I was a host at the nightclub. He was a DJ. <laughs> he was very charming, very good looking. Um, I fell very hard, very quickly. And I think we dated on and off for about a year. It was very all over the place, very filled with lots of highs and lows and emotions. And yeah. How did you know that this was the first time you were feeling love? So I did have a boyfriend before that who I'd lost my virginity to. I had seen a couple of guys in between, but I think this was the guy who I just felt this overwhelming feeling of connectedness with. I guess he just kind of consumed all of my thoughts. I think it was also the first time I had sex and just had this overwhelming feeling of love. He also felt the same. He told me he loved me first. I said it back. It just felt really right. Straight away? Um, I think after about two months. Yeah. So, you know, average. pretty average, pretty normal time frame. But yeah, he was just like, in my eyes, the bee's knees. So what was the main sign that you'd fallen in love with him then? 
I think it was that I would have just done anything for him. I just absolutely adored him. I just was totally consumed and just obsessed with him. How did you break up with him then? Yeah, so I've actually told this story on our cheating episode, but I'm going to tell it again because it's very relevant because this guy was my first love. So basically he used to run parties at schoolies, being a DJ. I dropped him off at the airport to go to Byron Bay for schoolies. He was away for seven days. I then picked him up from the airport. I remember he got in the car after being away at schoolies and he just like kept looking at me and I was like, what is it? Like, missed you. Yeah. And so, and then he started getting really teary and being like, I just love you so much. Like, I don't think I even like have felt this before. I've never experienced this level of love. Like I'm just so obsessed with you. And then two months later, I actually found out that he cheated on me at schoolies what a dickhead yeah and he fully broke my heart like that was my first ever proper heartbreak how old were you i was 18 and he ended up like admitting that he had sex with six girls in seven days i remember he had a hickey on his neck that actually i didn't see it at the time i think this happened on like day one and the person who told me that he had cheated on me had a photo of the hickey. And his response was, oh, my God, did I forget to tell you I got into a fight and I fell on my neck? And I was like, do I look stupid to you? <laughs> like, mate, come on. You say your mate gave it to you. I don't know. But you anyway, don't... it's funny because like now, like obviously as your reaction was, it sounded really cute, like him doing that. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, I love him so much. That's so sweet. But I think his reaction was the deep feeling of guilt. And regret. (laughs) That I had dropped him (laughs) at the airport, picked him up, and, like, he's obviously feeling really guilty about it. So it didn't end well for me. It was very heartbreaking. How did this impact you going forward with other future people when your first love has cheated on you? must have hurt. I mean, it definitely left me with a whole load of trust issues from a very early age. Like, I was so trusting of him. I remember dropping him at the airport and people saying to me, aren't you worried he's going to cheat on me? And I was like, no, why would I be worried about that? Like, Mm. he's not going to cheat on me. Like, I just had no concept that people could be so callous and Mm. mean. He's not that stupid. (laughs) He knows better. But yeah, I remember, like, I have this very strong memory. I was driving to work. I think I had only known for probably about, I think it was a week and Mm -hmm. we stopped talking for that whole week. And I was just like totally heartbroken. And I remember like driving to work, crying, listening to this really sad song. Ball being Two there. hands on the steering wheel, like bawling my eyes out. And I remember saying out loud to myself in the car, I will never get over this. I will never get over this. Like I just remember saying it and truly to my core, I believed it. Like I was like, this has rocked me. And I will never move on from this. And naturally you have and you've fallen in love many times since then. But I think though- Thank God. Yeah, but I think though that first love breakup, especially in that circumstance, is very hard. Very hard to get over. Very hard to get over. And I think like if you're listening to this and, you know, you might be trying to get over a first love and you might be like, it's impossible, it doesn't happen. I think the great thing about experience and life experience and dating is that you realize that you do get over that first love. It's a huge hurdle to get over and it's such a 
growth and learning experience. But once you do get over it, everything becomes a lot easier yeah. from that point moving it's forward. It's almost like a stage you need in your life to grow yeah. and to develop. But Matt, tell me about your first love. Um, my first love was with a girl and we dated from 16 to my actual 18th birthday. Wow. So, a bit like yours, we broke up on my 18th birthday. I mentioned this on a previous episode. I cheated on her. Right. So, I went out and on my 18th went to a nightclub and just kissed a bunch of random girls, which meant nothing to me. It was like one of your young relationships. So, we were in that like... Were we together? Were we not together? Stages, like, I don't know. So long ago now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think it was that made you cheat on her? I think it was because growing up, I was never the, like, the best looking kid. I had, like, acne, buck teeth, all this sort of stuff. Mm. And then around, like, nearly coming to my 18th birthday, 17, probably in, like, nine months, I started to, like, lose my acne. My face started to, like, form into this structured thing you see before you now. And like I started to get and I started to get like an overwhelming like I leaned up, I started to get this overwhelming attention from girls. And I just was like, whoa, whoa, like you know what I mean? And I was young, eighteen. I don't know what to do with that. You know what I mean? Like you've just got my license. I'm in a nightclub, I'm pissed as all these girls that are older than me are showing me attention. Mm. I just yeah. Caved. I do regret it, but like I said before, it's a part you need of your life that growing up and makes you mature. It's interesting because like you're the cheater and I was the cheatee. <laughs> so we're both different sides of the spectrum. But I think a lot of young loves kind of end in this deceit, which is really sad. Yeah, it's a lot of um, people thinking, well, is the grass greener out there? What yeah. am I missing out on? I love this person, but like I'm young. Is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Yeah. Like, And I think they just realize that once they've cheated and that, that it's... It's not like you do love the person you're with and the grass is not greener on the other side. How did you know it was love between you guys? Because obviously you were young. It was your first kind of serious girlfriend. When did you know that you loved her? For years, like I wasn't really interested in any other girl. Like I'd never been like that growing up and like I put all my energy into her and like was just obsessed with her. How does that love, like your first love, differ from other loves that you've had since? I think the main difference is that when you're that young, the only thing you have to worry about is like each other. Like now, you know, like there's like bills, work, hobbies, everything that you've got going on. But back then it was just you're at school. What do you have to worry about? Like an exam? Yeah. It's just the two of you. So, a lot of people define first love in different ways. They say it's like your puppy love. It's your most strongest love. How would you define first love, Anna? Okay, so this love, I guess for me, is kind of like that fairy tale love. It's that all-consuming puppy love. At the time, I think you think it's going to last forever. You hope it's going to last forever, but it rarely does. Often we experience our first love in high school when we're pretty young, and usually it ends just because two people either grow apart or they have some sort of trivial argument and the relationship just isn't strong enough to withstand those kind of like milestones that you go through in relationships just yeah. because like you have so much growth to do, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like when mine ended, I was 18 and I was like upset and sad about it. But at the same time, I was like one door's closed and literally another one is open. So, it. I was like, all right, time to go through this door. 
Anna, why is your first love so important then? Look, it definitely affects the way you approach your future relationships. As I said before, it's definitely a learning curve. Once you've experienced something so amazing and beautiful, like falling in love for the first time, then you're likely to continue to chase that feeling. And I guess as you go through more and more relationships, you start to realize what you like, what you don't like, what is a non-negotiable for you and what you're willing to compromise on. Is that the major reason why people are hung up on their first love long after the relationship is ended? I mean, potentially. Like if you've not found someone who you think is as compatible with you as your first love, then yeah, like of course you're going to hold on to that. And I mean, my first love, I feel like I held on to him for a long time after that relationship ended. Yeah, 100%. Do you think that's because you're so heartbroken from what he did or just because Yeah, I think it was because I was so burned. I actually ended up having like a beautiful, six-year relationship with my first serious boyfriend Mm -hmm. and after that relationship finished I remember I saw my first love out at the club he wasn't DJing (laughs) but he was out and then we ended up going home together but like we just talked all night like we didn't have sex or anything it was just like we made out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like naturally. we kissed, but that was it. And we just like stayed in bed together and just like spoke all night. And I remember it was so funny because like because he hurt me so much, I think I put him, although I hated him and had so much anger and resentment towards him, I think I also accidentally put him on this pedestal where I was like, was anything ever as good as him? And like, I guess maybe throughout like my relationships after that, I had this what if kind of feeling where I was like, what if it did work out with him? So anyway, when I had that opportunity after a long term relationship, obviously I took it and I, you know, we spoke all night and even when I kissed him, that spark in like chemistry was definitely still there. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. Like I woke up the next day and I remember thinking, if I was to never speak to you again, I'm going to be okay with it. And now I guess like hanging out with him, even although it was so good, we just like, we still, you know, fell back into that like Mm. me and him kind of vibe and we could just like easily talk and everything like that. Like nothing was wrong. Well, that's why it's your first love because it's just Yeah, it was just easy. But I kind of, I feel like because I was able to have that experience, I took him off that pedestal that I had put him on for so many years and I was able to get rid of that what if. So that was almost like closure. It was closure for sure. And so that's, I guess, why the reason I didn't feel like the need to have sex with him or like I didn't really want to like kind of open a can of worms in a weird way to describe it. But like, yeah. And I think like leaving his house, I was just like, okay, like I can move on with my life and I'm never going to be like, what if? Like, what if he didn't cheat on me at schoolies? Could we have been together forever? Mm -hmm. Well, that's good that you got that closure from that first love. I'd say I didn't really need it from mine. She's now recently got engaged, like in the last year, and it's good to see her doing well. I think if we'd stayed together, she wouldn't be as happy as she is now, and I wouldn't be the person I am now either. So, so you know, it was meant. It was meant to be. Yeah, I've done so much experiences in my life that like make me who I am and define who I am, and I love who I am. So I'm happy that we broke up when we did. I'm actually like it's so nice that we're both over our first loves, but so many people do hold on to them and maybe haven't had that opportunity to kind of explore and like they might still have that what if kind of question mark over that person's head. So let's talk about signs that you should have stayed with your first love or maybe that you want to get back together with them. 
Okay, so the first one is pretty obvious, but you both still have feelings for each other. Yeah, when we say that, we mean both, like not one. Not one. Definitely both. Yeah, so if you both do, I think that you should uh, communicate to each other and express that because that's pretty important. Yeah, you still communicate openly, so you've never really lost contact. You always kind of see yourself being magnetized back to one another. Falling back into each other's life. Yeah. Um, you think about them when you're with someone else. So, you compare your new partner to them. Mm, is that a thing though? Do guys, when they're having sex with someone, think about someone else? Have you ever done that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah, I, guys do that. Yeah. Have you done that? Oh, not in recent times, but like yeah. I have in the past, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, like, you're comparing the relationship style to the previous one. So, you're like, oh, well, you do this, but my they did that. So, yeah. like, it's different and it's not good. But you shouldn't do that. Each relationship is different. Yeah. I think along the way, your connection has continued to grow, even though you're not together necessarily. I think if things are still feel like they're progressing and evolving... Uh, you feel extremely comfortable when you're around them. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. It's hard to feel really comfortable around someone. And I think when you find those people, you do tend to want to hold on to them because exactly, it's just yeah. that level of comfortability. Safety that, as well. Safety, yeah, that's yeah. right. Another one is you have a gut feeling you should be together. We always say this, always listen to your gut. It's such a big one. And we forget sometimes we get confused with the head and the heart. But I feel like the gut feeling is always leading you to the right path. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason you broke up was due to situational circumstances rather than not being compatible. So, what would that be? Like if someone Went had away. to move away, had to go away to a yes. different country, yes. Had to, like their work was too much or yep. stuff like that. You had incredible sex. I'm sure right now everyone's thinking of that one person who they had amazing sex with, who yeah. they'd want to go back for a round two. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely something that you want to hold on to, incredible sex. Uh, you call each other for support, even though you guys aren't together, they're still who you go to for emotional support. Yeah, that's a big one. And finally, you've kept a hold of the sentimental things from the relationship. So, whether that be cards, gifts, whatever it might be. PJs, like personal jokes, stuff that like you shared together. <laughs> PJs. Yeah, stuff you shared together. Yep. Okay, guys, it's that time of the show that you've all been waiting for. It's time for Where's Our Head At? All right, this is my favorite bit of the show, Anna, where we get to hear from you guys. You get to ask us where our heads are at. So we start off today with... I am still stuck on my first love. Everyone I date never measures up to the feeling I had with my first love. What do I do now? I want to have another go, but he has moved on with someone new. Well, you're not a home wrecker, so I think the best thing is you do the right steps to move on. Yeah, I think move on. I think when someone's in a new relationship, I just think it's wrong to disrupt that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's quite selfish. What you should do is you should literally try everything you can. Book yourself a holiday now. Go to some like therapy just to move on from that person because you don't want to wreck that relationship he's in. He'll hate you even more maybe. Yeah, hook up with other people, distract yourself and... I'm not a well, believer in that. Yeah, no, you're not. But, but I you can, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can get under to get over. I think get under to get over. And I think every time you catch yourself thinking about that guy, 
slowly move your thoughts to someone else because it's just not healthy to obsess over someone. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so our next listener says, I still don't think I had the first love moment. It's hard because I can only compare to a few relationships I've had. I'm now 25 and I don't think I've even had my first love, let alone twin flame or soulmate help. Don't force it, dude. Just like go with it and eventually they'll come into your life. Yeah, I think, you know what? Just be open If you are putting yourself into situations where you can be meeting new people, make sure you're on dating apps and you're doing everything you can to put yourself out there. Love comes in the craziest times and the craziest places. Both Anna and myself were not looking for our most recent relationships and yet here we are. So, yeah, moral of the story is put yourself in situations where you can find someone and you will. I believe in you. Just don't force it. Okay, Anna, that's all we've got time for today. Do you feel like, though, you wouldn't be the girlfriend you are to Michael if you'd never had that heartbreak from your first love? Absolutely. I would probably be a lot more sane and have a lot less trust issues. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's true. Sorry, Michael, that fucking Mr. DJ's mate done this for you. Okay, guys, make sure you keep on top of our socials. Please give us a five-star review. It really helps our podcast. And until next time, catch ya. Bye.